0: Mike McCarthy will officially call plays for the Dallas Cowboys in 2023. What does that mean for their offense going forward? All that more in this episode of the Locked On Cowboys podcast. You are Locked On Cowboys, your locked daily Dallas Cowboys on. podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast locked Network, your on. team every locked day. On. Locked, locked On. Locked, locked on. on. Locked On Cowboys.
1: Locked On Cowboys. Locked on Cowboys.
0: Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for tuning in. We'd like to thank you for making us your first listen of the day. Today's episode is brought to you by Ultimate Football GM. If you've ever dreamed of becoming an NFL GM and managing your own football franchise, this game is definitely for you. To download the game, just visit ultimate-gm.com or look it up in the app stores. Our listeners get a 100% free boost to their franchise, when using promo code Lockdown in the game, I am Marcus Mosher. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosher. He is Landon uh, McCool. Check him out on Twitter at McCoolBCB. Landon, we uh, we had our show all ready to go, and then we get just nuggets everywhere from Jerry Jones and Stephen Jones. This is this is not surprising. We're we're kind of used to this by now.
1: You know, it, it was funny listening to you re- do the ultimate GM read because I was sitting there thinking, man, after this press conference, I know there's lots of Cowboys fans that are interested in seeing how well they could do as uh, a as GM of a football team. So, uh, yes, lots of news, lots to talk about. And once again, uh, the news cycle has destroyed a perfectly pr- procured show uh, so, moments before we get on the air. We're happy to talk about what's what's new. So we'll certainly answer your questions at some point.
0: All right. Big news coming out of the Senior Bowl, which we haven't really discussed Together. Not even yeah. talking about senior
1: bowl. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah.
0: Steven Jones and Jerry Jones both confirmed that Mike McCarthy will be calling plays next year. There was a little bit of debate whether that was going to be the case or yeah. not. Yeah. It's confirmed now. Uh, they also said that it's going to be a version of the offense that he ran in Green Bay, which is totally different than the offense that the Cowboys have run the last four years under Callum Moore. What's just your initial takeaway here?
1: My initial takeaway is that I, I feel like it's a mistake. I mean, um, you know, I, I, I just think that, and it's, this is not listen, I, I mean, I've, apparently I need to extremely hedge myself because I I've been getting, uh, destroyed on Twitter for both being, uh, too, uh, too Pollyanna ish and also being, uh, you know, too, uh, too down. But I, I would say that My um, um, initial reaction to this is what we kind of talked about before. I don't love the idea of trying to change the type of offense that you're running, the system of offense that you're running, the language, you know, whatever you want to call it. This sounds like all of those things. Uh, You know, with one year left uh, guaranteed of, of DAC, I think that there's also talk in this conversation about they definitely want to extend DAC, which makes sense. But you only got one year left of Mike McCarthy. You've you've probably only got one year of Dan Quinn. I mean, McCarthy may continue to be back, but it's like you have a window here. By the and way, I, use... I, I did double check. McCarthy has two more years left in his DL, twenty twenty three and twenty twenty four. So yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I don't think that was ever a question. What I think was a question was: he he's gonna here? have to be. He's going yeah, yeah. He's gonna have to be in the NFC Championship game at least. To, uh, to kind of, you know, <laughs> continue beyond this year. Yeah. And again, like going back to the fact that you only got Dan Quinn potentially for one more season in- unless something happens to McCarthy, the timing of the, the rebuild of the system doesn't make sense because here's the other part of this too, is that personnel-wise, like there is a, you know, this isn't necessarily a perfect fit for what they want to run in a West Coast system. They don't, they need about, I don't know, 15 more wide receivers than they do have right now. And and certainly uh, at least two more top-end starter type wide receivers in order to kind of properly run this offense the way they want to. So uh, I guess where I'm getting at is that it's a lot that the offense is going to have to accomplish in this offseason, including change of personnel, change in system, change in language, Dak having to learn all of that, uh, everybody having to get used to that. Uh, and, and and that, to me, limits your potential ceiling for this next season. Maybe not beyond. Maybe if if, if Mike McCarthy does well and they keep going, they could build on it and it, it could increase. That certainly is inside the possibility. But for the 2023 season, it feels like a mismatch to the larger plan of what the Cowboys front office is doing elsewhere on the team. Uh, I agree. It's... It's strange. You mentioned about the receivers really quickly.
0: Uh, I went and looked like the last time that Mike McCarthy was calling plays. Yeah, and you're right about the receivers. It was Jordy Nelson, Devonte Adams, Randall Cobb, James Jones, and then a bunch of other high draft picks that they were trying to find roles for. Like, you're right. The Cowboys are going to run this offense. They've got to get just more receivers, which we're going to get to that in a little bit. But Man, it, it's just—it seems so strange. But at the at the same time, um, maybe they just thought that Mike McCarthy was the best play caller out there, right? Obviously, he's the best one on your team. At this point in the off season, you look around at some of the other names. I, is there another play caller out there that you think we could rival McCarthy? Because I mean, once you got rid of Kellen Moore, the answer is probably no.
1: Uh, listen, I, I think. <laughs> There's several bits of information that have come out just since we've had our conversation two days ago, right? That include the the kind of reaffirming that Kellen Moore was not interested in coming back here, right? I, it's or at least a, at least there was some feelings that Moore wanted to leave, and the cow. It seems like the Cowboys decided to, to let him do that, right? I, I I guess my point being that like this isn't a. I don't know that this is necessarily a situation where the Cowboys definitely could have had either, ch- either choice and that they chose Mike McCarthy. I think that they had realized that the, it just based on what we're hearing that's come out, that the situation had kind of come to a head that Moore didn't want to continue to work under McCarthy and McCarthy didn't necessarily want more to continue to call plays. So they had to make a decision here. Um, and I think if given those two choices, There, I guess there's probably some argument to be made that there's more stability by keeping your head coach and not and redoing the offensive system as opposed to, I mean, I don't know, like I don't necessarily agree, but you could make the argument for that, right? uh, I I think the other
0: part of it, David Moore from the Dallas Morning News wrote an interesting piece about Keller Moore, where he basically said the front office acknowledges that he's one of the best, you know, offensive coordinators in the league, but because him and Dak are so similar in age and they play together. It was just time for a new voice for Dak, right? Like it was time to have Dak learn from somebody else. He's he's kind of learned everything he could from Kellen Moore. I don't know if I believe that or not. Yeah, that's the problem.
1: I have an issue with that because Dak's almost 30 years old. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like what what more are you hoping to learn from a new angle? Like if you want to put him in a new system and see if that changes the angles and improves, I can totally get behind that. I understand that. But, again, the issue I have with this is the timing in conjunction with everything else. And I I think that the – I guess what I was trying to get at is that I think that this is a situation where it's not the Cowboys making the final decisions on this. Some of these decisions, I think, were made for them in the sense of the Kellen Moore situation. I I, kind of think just based on what we're hearing that even if they wanted him to come back, he may not have. You know, like so – I mean um, if that, living in LA and working with one of the most talented quarterbacks in the league is not a bad option either. It's not terrible, I'll tell you that, uh, especially the living in LA part. Um I, I think you know look, I, does it. I uh I <laughs> I I I understand that part, but I guess where I'm getting at is that I think the Cowboys were making the best of a situation that um you know, they didn't have all the options on right. I I tend to think again that this is this may be the best choice they could have made considering I wish they had considered an option that would have allowed them to kind of stay in the same system and, and maybe just have McCarthy call plays yes. out of that system. Maybe they didn't feel yeah. that McCarthy was comfortable doing that. Maybe not. So yeah. I, I don't love that we're doing this. I don't love that this is happening, you know, it kind of in a mismatch year uh, with everything else, but it's where we are and we'll see how it goes.
0: I've got so many questions and we're going to talk about what McCarthy's offense looks like. I'm sure all offseason season long, uh, but we need just a little primer, I, I would check out what slants and flats routes look like over, <laughs> and, over and over yep. and over and over again.
1: Exactly. Slant, so. flats, slant, flat. Slant, flat. It's, uh, it's
0: the new all curl, guys. It's, yeah. Uh... You guys are going to get sick of it by week three. Uh, mm-hmm. I've got a question about the offensive coordinator that I want to ask you because today is supposed to be our Twitter question day. Before we do that, I want to tell you about the ultimate football GM app. Today's episode. Is brought to you by the Ultimate Football GM app. You've heard us talk about this mobile game before. I can't tell you how much fun I had, I know myself, competing against the other Lockdown NFL hosts. Uh, Chris Carter, Lockdown Steelers, was our Lockdown NFL champion, by the way, this year. Now it's your turn to compete. But more on that in just a second. If you've ever dreamed of becoming an NFL GM and managing your football franchise, well, your dream can come true as this game is definitely for you. You'll manage every strategic aspect of your team, play through the season, and lead your team to glory while trying to build a dynasty with the ultimate football GM app. You're going to be responsible for controlling the destiny of your franchise by hiring the right coaches and coordinators, like we're going to talk about in just a second, trading players, uh, navigating your franchise through free agency and the draft, and, of course, all the ups and downs of the season, all this in a challenging and realistic game world. The Ultimate Football GM app is completely free and playable offline so you can play on the go as you want and when you want to. We've created a Lockdown League for you to compete against us uh, so Lockdown fans all over the world can play. Can you be the Ultimate Lockdown Football GM? Choose the Lockdown League in the app store to join. We'll see if you can create your own football dynasty Locked on Cowboys listeners get a 100% uh, free boost to their franchise when using promo code Locked On in all caps in the game so- store. That's Locked On. Uh, so make sure you check it out today. To download the game, just visit ultimate-gm.com or look it up in the app stores. It's ultimate-gm.com. Ultimate Football GM. Start your dynasty today. I also want to let you know that On is heading to the Senior Bowl. Get inside analysis from the hosts that cover the NFL's next generation in college and find out which NFL draft boards these players will be climbing all in one location. Subscribe to the Lockdown NFL Draft Show for nightly live shows from the Senior Bowl on Wednesday and Thursday at 9 p.m. Eastern time. All right, Liam, let's get to some questions. This first one from Goran, he wants to know, if the offensive coordinator isn't going to call plays, which we know is the case now, what would be the primary function of his job, and how does it differ from the assistant head coach's job?
1: Well, when the offensive coordinator doesn't call plays, I mean, essentially, you know, his job is is the same as it is, except on Sundays. You know, he's he's organizing the the different subunits, making sure that there's you know continuity between the two. You know, you have to be able to marry protections to routes and, and, and everything in the past game. You have to be able to marry blocking schemes to running back vision. And 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 so you know part of it is is going to be just an organizing principle, making sure that everyone's communicating with each other, uh you know, making sure that everyone's on the same page on how these plays need to be run, because we don't want individual units running the the plays that in ways that aren't you know supportive of each other um it's it's a lot of you know prepping for opponents it's a lot of uh uh, making sure that you're getting good looks from your scout team defense um you know it's basically just kind of running the practices running the meetings to a large degree I imagine except the difference would be that McCarthy's you know if he wasn't in all of those offensive meetings beforehand he's definitely going to be in all of them now
0: yeah, and, um, and that guy would also he's going to be up in the the booth, right, helping yeah. seeing you know, what kind of tendencies are going on, looking at the defense and just having a different view than what McCarthy has.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, look, we we've, we there's all kinds of different play calling situations in the NFL. Um and and an offensive coordinator doesn't always, you know, mean that they're the play caller. That's something that, you know, you see with with these teams that have the play callers yeah. as their head coach to read and that sort of thing. Frankly, it's very
0: rare anymore that you have an offensive coordinator that calls plays.
1: Truly. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's because of, you know, the, the high demand of, of good play callers, they end up becoming head coaches. So yeah, a lot of the times these offensive coordinators are kind of coordinators, just that. Right. And that's largely what they'll do is, is they'll coordinate the, the, the units prep for game the opponents, you know, basically organize everything so that if McCarthy has to walk away and go deal with defensive stuff, you know, they're not like sitting there twiddling the thumbs that he, he'll get. Yeah. Schottenheimer, whoever it is, will continue to take over the meetings.
0: Well, it, this is another good question that kind of leads into that. This one from Clinton. Who would
1: accept the offensive coordinator job when they don't call plays? Yeah. Brian Schottenheimer, because he probably doesn't have any other prospects. Uh, honestly, like, you're that's the thing about it is that you're either getting someone like Schottenheimer who. You know, isn't a terrible pick for this job, you know, like because it, it doesn't require like a high level of, of creative talent or whatever. It just takes experience and, and uh, you know, an understanding of the way these things are supposed to be run and that's what they're supposed to look and then understanding the vision of your play caller being Mike McCarthy and then executing that vision. Someone like Schottenheimer or Ben McAdoo, the guys that we've mentioned before, they've actually been in our systems before. Um, They've been with our team, like, you know, see how our practices are run. So just familiarity there. And then the other type of folks that you get for this job, are the young up and comer types who haven't called plays yet? So they're not necessarily expecting to call plays, but they're positioning themselves to get ready for that next job in which they will be calling plays, right? Yes. So the the Brian Sloanics, the you know the, the guys like this who uh, that are are quarterback coaches, running back coaches, uh, you know, or position coaches that have you know are highly respected that have some sort of X's and O's c- contribution to their team that are ready for that next step up, that next level of, of leadership, maybe not quite ready to take on play calling duties, maybe not quite ready to be uh, an offensive coordinator uh, in, you know, in the traditional sense, but they're ready for this kind of interstitial stage to, to kind of leapfrog to their next career. That's actually where my preference would be. I would rather have a guy like that come in with some young, fresh ideas Uh, to contribute someone who may, you know, we may discover is a really talented uh, guy that could be eventually your play caller. Uh, I would prefer that as to, you know, just another veteran coach who is just kind of there. And just because McCarthy trusts him and just because his dad is Marty Schottenheimer that, uh, you know, you get get a, you get a job in the, in the NFL. I would prefer the younger coach that can help McCarthy kind of move this offense forward into the next Well, what I found interesting is, listen, we know that Schottenheimer and McAdoo are going to be options, but the
0: other two uh, guys that the Cowboys are interviewing or have interviewed are both former running back coaches. Thomas Brown Mm -hmm. for the Rams, uh, he's their running back coach slash assistant head coach, and the other one is slipping my mind from Carolina. But um, I wonder if they're searching for – somebody to be the run game coordinator more so than their offensive coordinator. Like by title, they're going to be called the offensive coordinator, but whoever they bring in to really focus on the run game. And actually that's where Brian Schottenheimer not bad. Like if you want him just to work on the run game, he had some success in Seattle doing it. Thomas Brown with the Rams, the guy with Carolina. I, I just wonder if that's the direction they're going in because McCarthy's specialty is not the run game. It's the passing game. Maybe that's what they're considering.
1: Uh, I think it's Jeff Nixon is who you're talking about, Jeff, the Panthers yes. running back. Um, I, I actually think, first of all, I, I I love the idea of, especially if McCarthy's calling plays, that of having a run game coordinator and a pass game coordinator. I just think it, it, it allows for the jobs to be made sure that someone's covering everything, right? I, I just yep. think that if you have a head coach as a play caller, it's better to have some more folks underneath you to kind of help delegate some of this work a little bit and then just just to make your job a little bit easier as a coach we talked about it previously part of the reasons that we liked mike mccarthy coming in is that he wasn't going to be distracted by the play calling of of the offense which had been a problem for him at times for green bay so anything that can kind of help avoid that i'm for i actually think that schottenheimer would be a the passing game coordinator Um, because not, not necessarily because he's great at that. I I mean, you're still very much relying on McCarthy for that, but just because that's the element that Mike's most comfortable with. And if you're looking for new blood, like Philbin was Mike McCarthy's run game coordinator, you know? So I, I imagine that they're looking at these guys to come in and, you know, kind of inject some new life into that side of the ball and then have Schottenheimer as the passing game coordinator. I would, I'll just add this. If you're going to bring back a West Coast offense, especially one that's been kind of sitting on the shelf for about, I don't know, seven years, I would love to see them hire somebody that had some sort of Shanahan tree experience in their background. If you're going to run a West Coast offense, you got to have some of these McVay, Shanahan flavors in it. Otherwise, it's... It's too stale, and defenses have already figured that out and, and, and designed whole defensive schemes to try to stop the West Coast offense, and those defenses are now very well established. Well, that's what, what I want to know. West like, Coast is, Coast.
0: is McCarthy's West Coast offense going to have guys just play the one spot and that's kind of what you are? Are we going to see more tighter splits? Are we going to see more motion? Like, He's got to evolve that offense from what they were back in 2019 when it was stale then, and the offense yeah. was bad, and Rogers had—I mean, that's when we were talking about—hey, is Rodgers kind of falling off a cliff? Like, and then he goes and wins two MVPs with a Mike McVeigh or a Sean McVeigh style of offense.
1: So. You know, listen, we've 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 talked about McCarthy before, and and, and his ability uh, at times to kind of take new principles and, and and inject them into things. He has changed and learned over these years. It feels like. I'm hoping as an offensive coordinator that continues, you know, I, I think there are aspects about his offense that are, you know, from where the last time it was called that were so well figured out by defenses across the NFL at this point that like, yep. we are actually on the next iteration beyond that of, yep. of, of, of trying to get rid of. So, like I said, I I'm hoping that he looks around at the other West coast offenses and realizes that there's, a lot of of, uh, of window dressing that's been added to it that that he didn't necessarily have that was really you know helpful, including play action, including motion, including shifts, including tight formations, including you know trips and all the different things that they can do, uh, and then he starts to incorporate it more than he did when he last called plays for the for the, uh, the Packers, which you know it was it, it was a huge part of as to why you know a, a elite quarterback, especially at the time, Aaron Rodgers uh, didn't look so good. And, and I hope that he's learned his lesson from them.
0: Right, coming up next, we're going to talk about how can the Cowboys add more talent at wide receiver this offseason. season. Before we do that, we want to let you know that today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel, America's number one sports book. We are really excited about our new sports betting partner for a lot because they're the number one sports book in America. It's FanDuel, and if you're new to FanDuel, it's actually even better because they have so many great features that make betting on sports fun and easy. If you're new. To, to FanDuel. Go download FanDuel right now so you can bet on Super Bowl 57 with a no-sweat first bet. You'll get up to $3,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. FanDuel lets you bet on everything from money line to point spreads to who will score a touchdown. Kind of like Jarek McKinnon, plus 180 to score a touchdown uh, next week. The FanDuel Sportsbook app is safe, secure. It's super easy to use. Best of all, you can get paid uh, with your winnings instantly, so join FanDuel uh, right now and using promo code uh, Locked On to claim your no sweat first bet on Super Bowl Fifty Seven. That is Fanduel.com slash Locked Make every moment more with FanDuel, the official sportsbook partner of the NFL. Also, want to let you know about Built Bar. Uh, Built Bar, if you're looking for a, a fantastic treat, but you don't you don't want all those fat and calories, then you've got to try Built Bar. Just got through January. Probably all of you guys have given up on your New Year's resolutions. I hope not. I hope that's not the case. But we're all trying to eat a little bit healthier and you don't want to compromise taste. That's the biggest thing with all these diets. It seems like you always have to give up the foods that you like. Not with Bill Barr. Bill Bars are so good and they're healthy for you. Only 130 calories, four grams of protein, I'm sorry, four grams of sugar, 17 grams of protein. And now you don't have to wait around to get a box. For years, we've been telling you guys to go order at Built.com, which you can still do. But now you can get them at your local Walmart or your Sam's Club. That's right. Head to your nearest Walmart today. Walk to the pharmacy section and grab yourself a box of Built Bars. You can pick up a four box of cookies and cream, double chocolate or coconut puffs. Or if you live near Sam's Club, go there. Grab a 13 box of the brownie batter, my personal favorite right now. You can thank us later. Again, built.com or check out Bill Bar at Sam's Club in Walmart today. All right, Liam, we got a question about the receivers. Um, how do you think this question from Henry? How do you think the team will approach adding more weapons and offense this year? Do you think they'll go through the draft? Do you think they'll try to <laughs> go through free agency? Do you think there's going to be a trade? Because we can't rely on Michael Gallup at this point.
1: Yes. I mean, Henry, you need all, all of them at this point. Like that's part of the issue here is that um, you don't you don't have the personnel in house as it is right now to run this offense uh, appropriately. Uh, so I imagine Odell Beckham Jr. talks will start again. We've already had it. They've already started up again. Uh, I imagine conversations about who, which wide receivers are tradable will start coming up again. Uh, you'll st- we can you know have start having conversations about how just got awful this free agent wide receiver market is coming up this, uh, this coming year. Um, you know, like it, it it's, that's the other part of this that's problematic is that it I, I'm still, I'm just learning, I'm just getting into draft stuff. So I'm kind of figuring out exactly where we are as far as depth in the draft, the positions and stuff. So I'm still trying to feel my way through that, but the free agent market does not look great for wide receivers. So, right. uh, you know, it's Odell Beckham. If you're looking for someone that has potential for any upside, uh, maybe Mercall, Merc uh, Mark McCall Hardman, Hardman, however he says his name. Yeah, um, Yep. Outside of that, it's a lot of kind of Jags. So, you know, I mean, there's not, there's some guys that are decent, but I mean, again, for what we're talking about, but you're we looking add- at guys that are like complementary players, like third and fourth receivers. Right. Yeah. And, and you know what, honestly, you're probably going to need those guys too. You know, I don't know if, I don't know if, if, if Brown is going to be back next year, You're going to see what you're getting out of Tolbert obviously in the off season. Um, But I I just know this, you're going to need to add, you know, some, some wide receivers to this. And and it's going to need to be kind of wide receiver two and wide receiver three in the sense that uh, guys that are going to be wide receiver twos and threes that are going to get a lot of targets for the wide receiver two and wide receiver
0: three. Yeah. And I don't even know like T.Y. Hilton, like who you had in this roster last
1: year. I don't know if he's a great fit in a West coast offense. I I kind of don't think he is. I mean, he's good at slants and it's kind of sitting in zone. So maybe he could do some stuff, but he's, I don't think at this point you're going to like prioritize resigning him immediately. I mean, honestly, he may, he may want to do what he did this year again, next year. Uh, you should Who knows? wait, wait till November. Um, exactly.
0: If I had to guess, this is a, there's no inside information. I'm going to guess that McCarthy brings at least one, if not two veteran receivers, into Dallas that have experience playing in his offense or in a, an offense that's similar to this, to kind of help some of the young guys, right? I think Randall Cobb is a real
1: option. I was just going to say, and there's another. Isn't isn't Lazard actually a, a, a guy? Who's, he
0: is, but I feel like he's going to be more expensive, and he
1: he's at go the point where him. he's
0: kind of a slower big receiver. So maybe you bring in somebody like Cobb and you have him work out of the slot, and he's your fourth receiver or whatever. And he's just there to help kind of get everybody else up to speed.
1: I will say this. Odell Beckham Jr. makes a ton more sense now. You know, because yes. you're, you're, you are talking about maybe the greatest slant runner of all time. So uh, get get him in here. If he's healthy and he can catch a slant and take it 80 yards, get him in here. Let's see what I it mean, looks like. That's, you're right.
0: I think Odell makes a lot of sense for this team, especially now that he's had a full year to get healthy and get yeah. right. But yeah. And we're suddenly talking about some old 30-year-old receivers, a receiver coming off another knee injury. I don't know if you saw that report yesterday from Michael Galkin. And
1: ankle. Yeah, Michael
0: Gallup had arthroscopic knee and ankle uh, surgery. There's going to be a lot of turnover at receiver this year. I think what we saw last year is going to look totally different from what your day one starters look like this year.
1: Yeah, the, the the skill players on this team are going to look different and they're going to be playing very different because they're going to have a new scheme and they're going to be new players. So, uh, it, yeah, we, we should see a lot of turnover. It'll be interesting to see exactly what this wide receiver room looks like next year. And honestly, it, it'll it be interesting to see what this tight end room looks like as well. I would also mention running back because go look at what the running
0: back. We might. Hey. John Kuhn, former PA guy. Maybe he comes back. I'm just joking.
1: Uh, (laughs) Don't get my hopes (laughs) up. Go
0: go look at what McCarthy's running backs look like when he left uh, Green Bay or when he was calling plays. It wasn't these 225-pound guys. It was, hey, Ty Montgomery, we know you're a former receiver, Mm -hmm. but you're going to play in the backfield. Hey, Randall Cobb, you're going to get touches in the backfield. Won't be surprised if we see maybe a little bit different types of running backs for the Cowboys next year with Mark Arthur running this offense. Uh, That is it for today's show. Thank you guys for tuning in. As always, you can download the Locked on Cowboys podcast wherever you get your podcasts. We also want you to check out the Locked on NFL podcast where you can get daily conversations on the biggest NFL stories plus in-depth analysis on the biggest games with NFL key predictions every Friday. And then on Monday, local insiders cover the weekend with game to game episodes Locked on NFL, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Go check out Layden on Twitter, at McCoolBCB. I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier. We're going to go watch the Senior Bowl. We'll talk about that on Friday. Tomorrow, a little bit more OC talk, I'm sure.